Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. Select Irish on F104 and every week we chat to an artist with the first gig they ever went to. This week I'm joined by DJ and producer John Gibbons. Hello. Hey Louise, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So tell me, what was the first gig you ever went to? Well, I'm going to give two answers for this one. The first, technically the first gig I ever went to was a disco in the rugby club in Carlo, where cool. I'm from. Um, if that counts as a gig, and I, I remember it vividly and distinctly, mainly because I was so awkward at the thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, looking at the girls across the other side of the room and them not looking back, etc., etc. But the first those fun times. Like, oh yeah, fun times, cringing just talking about it now. But the first gig, gig that I went to was actually Brian May in what is now it was the Point Depot at the time. It's mm-hmm. obviously now the Tree Arena. And I was a huge Queen fan growing up on account of my parents who listened to Queen all the time. And they'd always promised me, look, we'll bring you to Queen if they ever come to Ireland. And obviously, yeah. Freddie Mercury died, mm. so that was never going to happen. But Brian May did come, and I was brought to that and had the time of my life. And it was my first proper experience of like that big concert venue. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, imagine being in front of a crowd like that. Mm-hmm. Not from a DJing point of view or even a musical point of view. I just, the idea of being on a stage like that was to me just incredible. And I suppose it had a, an impact on me because I tried so many things during school, like whether it was drama, school musicals, like I sang in a band, all the stuff like that. I just oh, wow. gravitated towards the stage, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think that probably had a big effect on me. At that point, had you already been in a band? No, no, I was I was really young going to that concert. Okay. No, oh, so wow. no, I hadn't nothing like that at all. Um, I do remember I was into radio from a very, very young age, and at that stage I was pretending to be on the radio. I had no mm-hmm. recording facilities, obviously, or anything like that. But I used to just pretend to have a microphone with a wooden spoon and just <laughs> and just talk into it all the time, mimicking whoever I was listening to on the radio. So yeah, no real experience of actually performing at that stage but there was something about it that just struck me um, and not in an intimidating way I remember thinking like, that would be cool as opposed to that would be scary Yeah So when did you then start playing around with music? Um, good question In terms of pro- the production side of it came much later because I was in school more focused in the early days on singing which mm-hmm. I quickly realised I'm not particularly good at I just loved doing it mm-hmm. um, but I was writing songs then as well and realised that was something that I was good at 
And in around transition year in school, there was a friend of mine, the usual story, he had decks and I was fascinated by them and started playing around with them. And I'd always been, I was into dance music anyway, all kinds of music. I was just into yeah. music in general. Um, and what happened was there was a school disco coming up um, and the, the DJ let us down. I was part of the organising committee or whatever. The DJ let us down and we had nobody at the last minute and I had all this music. So I said, look, sure, how hard can it be? <laughs> Gave it a try. I'm sure I was terrible, but I absolutely loved it and mm. was completely bitten by the bug. So from that point on, that was the end of the band. That was the end of everything bar DJing. And I started to do it pretty much as a job straight away in fourth year in school. I was doing parties, discos, 21st, wow. graduated to weddings, all of that. And never really looked back, to be honest. Had you realised it was going to be a career at that point? Oh, no, not at all. I just did it because I loved it. And yeah, then great during way. college mm. realised, well, this is a way I can pay to, like, you know, pay for accommodation, put myself through college. Nice. Still not thinking it would be a job or a career. And then after college, I said, I'll give it two years. Mm-hmm. And... Well, two years has become many, many more. <laughs> Which must be quite a nice, well, probably not a surprise, but like a nice moment to have then, to kind of look back and go on, wow, I've kind of kept it going all this time. Yeah, it's, it's kind of surreal when you put it that way and think back properly, because I can remember it as vividly as anything, like clear as day. And just again, that thing about being on stage with whatever number of hundred people that I knew in front of me and just reveling in it I just mm-hmm. really really enjoyed it so much I remember I, I used the microphone heavily and I was big into the prodigy and I probably thought I was Maxime from the prodigy at the time and, and again it was probably awful but I just loved it and mm-hmm. I loved the response and look let's be honest I must have loved the attention as well there's no <laughs> point saying otherwise so, um, but, but looking back it is, it, no I don't think so as long as people don't uh, don't go overboard with that side of things mm-hmm. I, you know it comes with the territory and if you don't enjoy it, what are you doing up there anyway? Absolutely. So how have you found DJing has changed then over the last few years? Well, dramatically. The obvious one is technology. Yeah. Um, and when I started, I was using CDs. And allied with that, I did use vinyl as well. Vinyl was, was on the way out already when I started, but I was just fascinated by it and loved the idea of records because I'd grown up looking at other DJs using vinyl and you know, it just seemed like a really cool thing. And it's still really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, CDs, then people graduated to laptops and now it's it's amazing. USB keys. I, I literally bring headphones and a couple of USBs to a gig. Whereas wow. in the past, I was lugging, you know, crates of stuff around. But even DJing itself is very, very different because we're, we're kind of in an era now where everything is really immediate and disposable. Attention spans are much shorter. Mm-hmm. And it's been very noticeable over the past five years, I would say in particular, how that has to be reflected in the way that people play music for their audiences. So in the past, you could, you know, take an audience on a journey, you'd have longer sets and you could build up yourself and, you know, you'd you'd, you'd much more peaks and troughs in a set. And it's something that I still try to inject as much as possible into my sets. But a lot of the newer breed of DJs, and this is not a criticism, by the way, it's just a different style, that's mm-hmm. all. Um, it's it's far more like cutting and chopping between tracks and given the big moments, 30 seconds later, next big moment, next big moment, next mm-hmm. big moment. Um, it's, it's not something I like to do because, again, because I'm generally headlining, I tend to get a longer set. I understand why those with shorter sets do that. They're trying to trying to get as much music in and make an impression as they can. 
but I prefer to allow dips deliberately in the set because then you come back stronger with the next big track or whatever. So it's it's just really interesting to see how I suppose DJ sets have reflected how society has changed and how everybody's embraced social media and technology and DJs have had to adapt to reflect that. You know, it's 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 just really interesting because at the start the DJs that I was listening to, um, you know, they were playing four or five, six hour sets and building, building, mm. building to a, to a big moment. And it's, I mean, that still goes on, but it's not as prevalent, and particularly yeah. in Ireland, where our licensing laws ensure that you just can't have long nights and long sets. You know, it's it's very, very tricky. Yeah. So people are just trying to cram stuff in as best they can. Do you think it would be nice if we had longer nights here? It'd be great. Mm. Um, I, I have... Uh, just a sneaking suspicion that we've missed the boat on it, even if they were introduced now. I'm not sure. I mean, most nightclubs, compared to, say, certainly 10 years ago, the vast majority are closed and don't, don't, yeah, they're just, just not there anymore. Mm. I think it would work quite well. I'm, I'm all for it, by the way, everywhere, because the restrictions make absolutely no sense. But I think it's only the, the, the likes of Dublin, Cork, um, maybe Galway could sustain it properly because costs to run venues now are so high staffing is a big big problem and I just don't think venues around the country would be able to you know I just don't think they'd be able to afford the running costs of those extra hours because Mm. they're still going to be dealing with the same numbers the same crowds and fine they might be staying in the venues and drinking that little bit more but I just don't know if the figures would add up for them in the current climate no whereas if that happened 10 years ago it, it it would have absolutely revolutionised nightlife in Ireland. It yeah. really would have. And we'd be looking at a very different landscape now and we'd have proper scenes as opposed to people trying to eke out little niches around the country. I really think we'd have, you know, a, a microcosm of, say, the scene that you have in London or the scene you have in Berlin or whatever it is because mm-hmm. licensing laws have restricted all that. And that's why so many artists have had to leave Ireland in search of those proper scenes that they are part of because you reach a glass ceiling here and that's the end of it. You know, you, you, you have to move to grow or you at least have to expand your horizons to grow, if not move. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And it's kind of a shame, really, because I think we probably would have accepted it quite well. Oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just it's, it's a very creative country anyway. Yes. We're quite an artsy country. And maybe it's an island mentality, you know, that we've had to create our way out of bother <laughs> in the past. But we we would have absolutely embraced it. I have no doubt. And look, we're also an adaptable kind of a nation too. So maybe I'm completely wrong in my suspicion that <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't work as well as it would have 10 years ago. I'd love to be proven wrong. And I do strongly, strongly believe that the laws should be changed yeah. and allow the venue owners and promoters, etc., to decide their own opening hours because it just doesn't make any sense. You cannot create anything lasting or sustainable at the moment with the way the laws are. Yeah, and then you've just released new music as well, haven't you? All I Need. Yeah, really excited about that. Um, it's it's kind of a, a slightly different to some of the tracks I've released in the past, but the way it's been received, it's only had a week, has been immense. I'm just really, really excited to see what it'll do over the next few months. And again, to work with the vocalist on that, Tree Talk, he's, a, he's from Chicago. Amazing. And I've done a lot of writing with him particularly over the COVID years and we've become firm friends as a result and he's just he's such a talent and on the verge of really breaking through in a big way internationally so like he's he's involved mainly in the dance scene now his background is folk mm-hmm. um, wow. but yeah and he, he's just he's doing a lot of writing with big big dance artists so 
it's a dream working with him because we're just very much aligned musically and beyond as well, which always helps. So I'm just really excited to see how people are going to, you know, continue to embrace this song as they have over the past week. And I'm feeling really, really positive about the future. I have so much music ready to go now. You know, it's the silver lining on the cloud that was the COVID years. There's a lot of stuff there banked and ready to put out into the world. And I just hope people will love listening to it as much as I love making it. Where's the best place people can find your music? Well, it's the obvious places, mm. really. I mean, if you go to my website, which is you'll find all of my socials and links to Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, whatever it is your your mm-hmm. uh, your weapon of choice is. Um, and, I mean, it's pretty ubiquitous. Throw my name into Google, it'll all pop up as well. <laughs> and, of course... You can hear it on FM 104 all the time too. Yes, you can. We're playing it lots <laughs> at the moment. It's very cool. No, and it's, it's you know, I still get that buzz. You're driving along in the car and just boom, it comes it on. And on. I, I yeah. still to this day <laughs> get that kind of feeling of shock initially and then it's just all warm and fuzzy inside. I love it. Good, good. John Gibbons, thank you so much for chatting to us. Louise, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 